I'm Moira Gunn, and this is a special Tech Nation audio segment. You're listening to our original unedited interview with Elizabeth Holmes, president and CEO of Theranos. It was recorded at KQED in San Francisco on April 21, 2005, and aired on May 3, 2005, in the Biotech Nation segment within the full one-hour Tech Nation program. A transcript of the unedited audio can be found at technation.com. Republishing and or re-airing in part or in whole on any medium requires the express written permission of TechNation Media. For more information, email technationmedia at gmail.com. And now, the interview. What you've been doing? No, it hasn't. Well, if I use traditional words to describe what we're doing, it's hard because people then associate it with conventional processes for analyzing drugs and development or whatever aspects we may be applying our technology to. But um, if you, I mean, I'm a visual person, so generally when I talk about it, I like to sort of write it down and display it and say, okay, look at the processes it's done traditionally and now take each component and look at us putting the both actually with respect to our technology, new components together in a certain way, as well as um, with respect to the process and taking different parts of the process uh-huh. and basically condensing them. Great. Uh, so. Oh, yeah, but it's hard. It's hard. That's the challenge. Just like, and it's, the funny thing is, is that visual words work really well on the radio. Yeah. Because people are driving along or whatever, and it, they see a vision. You know, so yeah. it's, it sounds funny, but yeah. it's a good thing. Okay, you're rolling. Um, the Center for Drug Evaluation and Research at the FDA has just reported. Yeah, it was me with the with the with the with the mouse, <laughs> the creaky sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, 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 no. I'm glad you did. Okay. The Center for Drug Evaluation and Research at the FDA has just reported that in 2004, over 400,000 Americans reported adverse drug reactions, and 100,000 Americans died. And on the benign side, other research shows that 40 to 60% of all patients don't benefit from drugs they're prescribed. Why can't we figure out in advance who will have an adverse effect and why certain drugs aren't going to work? Well, I think that part of it has to do with the fact that there is no mechanism in place to deal with monitoring patients on an individualized basis today. So... When we began Theranos, what we focused on was creating a customized medicine tool that could be used in the home by every patient so that every day a patient could get real-time analysis of their blood samples and look at not only how drugs are reacting in their body, but how other, may it be metabolic or um, physical sort of factors, contributed to how well a given drug worked in them as an individual. Um, this is is different to the traditional process of sending a patient into a clinic at random time points, trying to get a sample of their blood and then analyzing at that second in time what the drug is doing because it gives you a much better and much more complete understanding of all of the factors that contribute to how well a drug works or does not work, like if the patient's taking other drugs, um, which happen to cross-interact. So the ability to begin bringing monitoring, as we call it, into the home, we believe could fundamentally change the way that both patients are treated as well as drugs are developed. 
I guess right now it's called the RDX Metabolic Profiler. That's absolutely right. Well, we'll get those marketing people on that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think it may be called something else by the end, something handy by the end. But now tell us exactly how big is it, what does it do, what do you got to do if you're using it? So it's a handheld device, and it's um, fully integrated. The only thing you have to do is hold your finger, or you could actually do any part of your hand or your arm up toward the device. And it takes a very small sample of blood, so small that you can barely feel it. Um, thanks to the art of glucose monitoring, uh, small blood sampling has, has really... Um, so it extracts a little from your hand? Exactly. Or? It's a little teeny needle that pulls a little teeny drop of blood. And when it gets the drop of blood, basically it runs it through what we call a biochip, which separates out all of the cells and other types of analytes in your blood, which could traditionally clog a biosensor, and then in real time runs many different chemistries. So looking for different, in this case, targeted markers, like the drug concentration or concentrations of other um, proteins that may be in your blood that are indicative of either Adverse risk. drug reaction. Exactly. Adverse <laughs> drug reaction. Exactly. Okay, so once it identifies that, what does it do? Just tell you? So when you do that... the screen says sit down? No, no, no. no, no. Um, the patient doesn't see anything. Uh, it's, it's a very small handheld device. So once, once the device begins working, it's a real-time event in which the blood sample is analyzed and, and when it separates all of its cells out and it identifies the markers it's looking for, the first thing that happens is you get a signal. Um, and it's basically reflective of a concentration or the presence or absence of certain um, cells you may be looking for. And when that happens, the electronic aspect of the device takes hold and transmits that data to um, our website, where we've written what is basically biostatistics algorithms to correlate that information and profile it. So we're actually in the process of <laughs> redesigning our website so that patients and physicians can log in and um, a nurse can monitor this data and then say to the patient, you know, you're fine. Again, the, the backdrop to all of this is when a drug is prescribed, we are coupling the system with the drug. So if you know when you go to get a drug that you have risk of an adverse event or you're not sure or you're nervous about it, you can monitor yourself for a month and then evaluate whether or not that drug is the best drug for you. Um, actually, how do I want to say this? Okay, so we got the wireless portion and we got the thing. Uh, uh, okay, I've got to ask you, does it hurt to have the drop of blood extracted? I can tell you personally, I hate needles. <laughs> they make me want to faint. <laughs> and um, I am fine with doing this drop of blood. We've actually found that, and we're talking really, really small. You can barely see it. Um, but if you poke yourself in the arm or on actually the palm of your hand, it doesn't hurt as much on the finger as, a, as if you do it on the fingertip because there's many nerves in your fingertip. So it's, it's more of a pain site, um, whereas your arm has thicker skin. So you actually get an even smaller drop of blood out, but you don't hit the nerves that, that make you feel pain. I mean, and you've got and you've got plenty of blood to do your essay. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the beauty of the technology is that we're really talking about miniaturization. Now a lot of people are saying, well, she's president and CEO. You know, where are all the engineers that built this? This is built around your patent. Yeah, that's true. Um, part of the culture of our company is to make sure that we are fully integrated. So people who are working on business development, people who are working on marketing, everything revolves around the engineering aspects and the technology aspects and continually striving to be 
um, really the leader in creating an industry around these personalized monitoring systems. So, so yes, I am actively involved in the technology and and the technology did come from sort of an integration of work I'd done in different technical fields and the concept that if you could bring different technologies together, you could maximize the power behind them. I think it's it's very clear that this is a wonderful time for the convergence of sort of the electronic and IT infrastructure with biosystems, and, and in our case, it's to create biosensors. Um, so, well, if this is a job interview, I couldn't ask you, but I can ask you, and it's the radio, so people are surprised. How old are you, Elizabeth? I'm 21. You're 21. Yes. And so you were at Stanford. What were you studying there? I was studying chemical engineering, but I was also involved with electrical engineering and with some biosensing projects. And okay, so you were you were doing all this. And did you actually build a new technology while you were there, or did you drop out to do that? I, I actually did build other um, new technologies while I was there. I was working on a project for a major pharmaceutical company, a, a wireless biosensor, and I was working on another um, microfluidic project, basically dealing with fluids in very small volumes, which is relevant to <laughs> what we're doing now. And and then um, actually left Stanford to go work in Singapore. Um, background on, I guess, story of my life. I, I have been studying Mandarin for a long time and had spent some time studying in China, wanted to go back to Asia, but was interested in biotech. Um, and so went to Singapore because there's a tremendous amount of resources that are being poured into research there. And uh, got the opportunity to help develop a novel protein microarray. And was looking at that technology and thinking about the types of sensors I'd built at Stanford and realizing that if you could integrate the ability to do high throughput screening, meaning the detection of many different types of markers into a little teeny chip, like the ones that we had expertise building um, here, <laughs> uh, you, would, you would really have a powerful sensor and truly a platform with respect to the ability to say, look, we're going to work toward monitoring anything, anytime. What's the status of the device today? Is it still just a prototype or are you, where are you? We, okay, so our first applications are actually in monitoring um, acute painkillers, and that device is going into sort of the production phase. We hope to release it actually to a pharmaceutical partner around mid to late this year. So you're almost there. You're almost in manufacture. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's a it's an iterative proce uh, process because what we look at is the ability to monitor different things just based on changing this little cartridge that slides into your handheld reader. So we've got the reader, now we're developing a series of different cartridges for different purposes. That's great. I think I want to do one more here. Um, uh, now, how much money have you raised thus far in venture capital funds? So um, in venture capital funds, we raised just over $6 million, and then we've also raised money from private investors. Uh-huh. Okay, and you're 21. Yes. Okay, I'm going to go tell my two children. <laughs> <laughs> they better get off their duffs, Elizabeth. <laughs> and I have one more question left for you. What Absolutely. are you going to do when you're 30? This. <laughs> we have um, ideas, and, and actually the way that we structured our company is to build what we call an innovation division. And already we have next generations of this product um, in prototype form in-house, and that is with respect to miniaturizing the system to make it faster, to make it more high throughput, to put it into all sorts of different types of devices that can take us to the point where this is automated and you don't even have to touch your finger um, on the device. No pain.
Elizabeth, no pain. No pain. <laughs> no pain. That's the objective. This has been terrific. Elizabeth, come back, see us at, uh, all the time, every time. We mm-hmm. really she also did. Elizabeth, come back and see us anytime, and, and uh, we really look forward to seeing you. All right. Thank you so much. You've been listening to a special Tech Nation audio segment, the original, unedited Tech Nation interview with Elizabeth Holmes, president and CEO of Theranos. It was recorded at KQED in San Francisco on April 21, 2005, and aired on May 3, 2005, in the Biotech Nation segment within the one-hour Tech Nation program. A transcript of the unedited audio can be found at technation.com, republishing and or re-airing in part or in whole on any medium requires the express written permission of Technation Media. For more information, email technationmedia at gmail.com. For Technation, I'm Moira Gunn.